cooking, that's you're but... you're actually getting progressively more irresponsible as a doctor as these plans go on. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I would do though. All your patients are gonna get pink eye from wedding <laughs> And then they'll have to come back to me and I'll treat it and the rich keep getting richer. Oh, you're part of the one percent, man. The ninety nine percent's busy shitting on scales and getting rich. <laughs> For Thursday, January 7th, 2016, this is All Bound Hill. This episode, Chris Simmons and Christian Vampires. Hi, I'm Patrick Simmons. I'm Mike Little. And with us today, uh, for our first episode of the new year, is uh, special guest author Christopher Simmons. No relation that we're willing to admit. So we got Chris Simmons here, who's writing a book called Out from the Alchemist. And it is, I guess you'd call it serial fiction, right? That's the technical term. I mean, I guess R- at this point, yeah. Released chapter by chapter online. That's serial fiction. Yeah, there's currently, what, eight? Yeah, there's eight chapters available right Unless now. Unless it's, is it Yeah, there's eight. Yeah, you have eight. Cool, I thought I only did seven. I'm no, like, you've got eight. That. This was uploaded on December 17th, actually. Uh, making progress. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess, you know, the fact that you have no clue how many chapters are out, uh, we should also mention he's been writing this drunk, and it's actually pretty decent for being written totally shit-faced. Yeah. A huge part of why we had to have you on is because last time we had an author on, he said he can't write when he's drinking. Yeah. So I, we needed you on to be the catharsis I listened that. to that episode, and he said that, and I couldn't believe it, because if I try and write sober, it's just, it's just garbage. Absolute garbage. How many times do you edit this before you put it up? I write it drunk, and then I edit it still drunk. <laughs> yeah, so, so I only read through it once. I read, yeah. I, so I read through it. Mostly I'm just fixing typos. A lot of times I can tell how drunk I was when I wrote it, because I'll start a sentence and end it in a completely different thought somewhere. And then occasionally I'll like find notes, tirades that I've written about things happening in real life that have nothing to do with the book. Uh, so I cut all those out. And sometimes I'll add some details if I decide uh, something needs... When you cut stuff, do you just like get rid of it, or do you like save it for a special edition? I just pitch it. So there'll be no, there, there'll never will be a special edition where it's basically like all marginal notes. Here's where I accidentally typed a whole story about how my roommate was taking me off because I was drunk. Nope, no, it's it goes away, dies with history. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, plot so far? Yeah, so it's it's these three young (coughs) men, presumably all named Altrim the Alchemist, right? Yeah, no, Altrim's like basically not in the book. This this was a story I came up with when I was fourteen, or at least I came up with the character Altrim. There wasn't much story at that stage, Uh, and then as I I wrote, wrote the story this time I, I pretty much wrote him out of the book like yeah he's essentially the totally light, he's, he's the light bulb from uh the briefcase in, in pulp fiction yeah exactly that's he's, what he is he's like oh yeah he's there anyway so here's some other people um yeah so it's about these so uh, what it would be like if star wars was called lando calrissian the movie um it's like yeah he's he's there maybe if like up. if the first star wars was called whatever the emperor or something emperor, emperor palpatine. palpatine yeah because he's like emperor palpatine's he's like a big excellent important adventure character. he's just not really in it you know he's mentioned we just wanted to establish for the listeners if you read Alchem the Alchemist, expect what he's about to say and not any Alch- alchemists named Alchem. Yeah. So it's about these three young men. I guess they're like 
17, 18 kind of age range. And they leave their home to go fight demons. That's pretty cool. So, so far there are no demons. Yeah, they don't, they don't show up like, until later. The end so, of chapter, the end of chapter 7, I think, um, that's currently out, there was like at the very end, there was like a little bit of like little bit some of shadowy action. like thing yeah. happen. Yeah. And there's um, maybe some foreshadowing in chapter 8, but so far no demons. I have to say though, so far, like the first few chapters, like yeah, it's, it's kind of doing the obligatory setup sort of thing. It, it moves a little mm. slow, but really the last like two or three chapters, like six, seven, and eight, they've they've really been drawing me in and I'm kind of curious to see where everything's going because now you're starting to see a little bit more of the outside world. Things are getting a little bit more ominous. I was surprised there's a bit where he, you know, he's coming home from the little town that he goes to with his friends for the weekend. And I was expecting like you a did full actually on read it. I, thought I, maybe I you read were it. Full of shit. No, 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 I read it. And he comes <laughs> back and I was thinking it was gonna be a full on like, you know, Luke comes back and finds Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru dead and all of their horses dead too. <laughs> But, yeah. like, that didn't happen. I'm like, oh, man, he just kind of goes upstairs depressed. I'm like, well, that kind of, like, threw me off a little bit. I'm, like, really curious to see where it's going. So I did read it. Yeah. yeah. For, the, for those of you listening who would like to eventually be an author on All Downhill, all you have to do to impress Mike is not rip off Star Wars. That's yeah, me. essentially. Apparently, that's what we just learned, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you make him don't think you're going to be Star Wars. Wars and then don't, you win. That's it. That was, it was actually kind of funny because I thought that's, okay, look, he's he's just doing Star Wars, which is fine. It does seem, like, it does seem like an obvious It's like setup. an alter, it's an obvious kill, setup. Kill parents. Yeah, and then it just doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, the classic hero myth, he's not following it. Cool. He's doing something yeah. different. Didn't kill his parents. Well, I, I wanted to not kill his parents because it seems like, I don't know, almost every story where it involves a young child, the parents are dead. Basically every Disney movie. I don't know what Disney has against parents, but they're, Disney, always, they're always dead. Disney always either hates dead. parents or wants all their money or wants the... Or want the you know the kids just to give them all their just dead parents' money. And actually, it's that's what Disney wants. Uh, it's a little bit reversed in this case. The kid basically like abandons his parents. He's like an asshole son. He just leaves. I've noticed and then that the he's... parents become heroes. No, the parents because that would be the reverse. I guess just get old and then die. <laughs> so it's pretty bleak. Yeah. No, actually. no, they, he doesn't, it's not like he, he just abandons them and it's like, you suck and leaves or whatever. But they do leave town and he's just like, bye parents. So is he, is he ever going to, is he ever going to, you know, when he becomes a hero and he, and he, you know, maybe he comes back, you know, I don't know if he's going to die or not, but if he ever comes back, do you think he would, uh, he would, you know, learn his lesson from, you know, not being, you know, about not being an asshole to his parents and actually waking up and doing his chores or nah, is that, you know, I mean, is, is that, is that, is that his type of mindset? He kind of goes off and basically like learns to fight demons and gets superpowers so if there was any lesson here it's to just leave your parents <laughs> whatever you do <laughs> to be a bad do, son don't do your chores they yeah are this is not time. meant this is not meant to be a book to instruct people on how to interact with other human beings clearly so it's 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 a fantasy with no redeeming quality yes so, so for those for the people who are going to start reading it so it's eight chapters long so far right and, yeah and, and you said it's so far it's mostly set up how long is the final product going to be and is it do you know is it close to being done but not edited and not online yeah, or? yeah it's it's very close to being done i'm sort of because you know you get that worry for a lot of people. It's like and I have this a lot because I used to read a lot of serial web comics, mm -hmm. and I've noticed you'll get really, really invested in it, and then the author for whatever reason will never put out another, and, and the story just ends halfway through, and you're like, well, shit. So right now, where I'm writing it is, it's just kind of getting to the climax. I know exactly what's going to happen because I didn't know how I wanted it to end, and I just hadn't really had the details worked out until this point. 
But now I know exactly what's gonna happen. I just need to write it. So I don't think that'll take me very long at all. Originally, I didn't want the book to end on like a cliffhanger or something where it's like, oh, now you have to read the next one. I wanted it to be able to stand alone just in case I decide I don't wanna write this anymore. Uh, and then I blew that, so. <laughs> It's gonna have to be a part two, basically. <laughs> now it's not. It's not gonna like. You could still read it and then just be done with it and be like, okay, well that sucked. I'm not gonna read so it. So you're Peter Jacksoning the but, Hobbit now. Yeah, that's what you're doing. It was an accident. It was not on purpose. I swear. Is it gonna end on a cliffhanger now, or you know, just a, like a little you know it's, teaser? Or? It's not gonna end on a, a cliffhanger. I I, I didn't want to do uh, Star Wars the second one that was made five. five yeah it's not star wars episode five it's more of a star wars episode four and eight. i don't know why i would keep going on star wars now that's what you got me it's on. just convenient it's more like a four like yes this will continue and they're gonna keep doing stuff but you, you have you can just watch the fourth star wars also you have day. no idea how much i really just want to put out like the new star wars movie spoilers right now in the middle of this Han solo dies so now that that's done, <laughs> there we go. His son kills him. Star Wars comparisons aside, it's not science fiction. Like we should, no, like, not we, at all. We should not put at that all. out. It's no. a fantasy. Uh, right? Yeah, it's a it's a fantasy story, but it, it takes place. It's not like Ellison Dwarves and stuff. It's just a, a sort of I guess alternate world, but it, it takes place a little later than most fantasies. So there is like gunpowder and cannons and that kind of nonsense. The alchemy is supposed to be legit, like chemistry kind of stuff. But then they, they fight demons. That's like a whole other... Yeah. In the book, so far, it seems like gunpowder is a really important thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of central, like a thing. It's like a... Cent it's central yeah. to the book. So you say that demons are coming. So it, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. So can gunpowder kill demons? Um, is that... Wait, hang on. Yeah. Is that a fair question? Can guns kill demons? Or yeah. Can, gunpowder... Well, yeah. Gunpowder well the gunpowder weapons kill demons. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, maybe they're allergic to it, and you just like keep it <laughs> yeah, in your pocket. Like, it's like po it's like pocket sand. You're like shot pocket sand, and you just throw it at a demon, and you're it's, like, oh god. It's like War of the Worlds, where they can't handle our germs. They're all allergic to gunpowder, so they're like shooting at them, and they're like, ah, oh, it's not working. And then they're like, they explode oh. blanks. Oh yeah, it's just we just need the powder. We've been idiots this whole time. So yeah, can guns can like yeah, guns, that a spoiler? Guns, no, guns can kill demons. It basically, you know, demons are just very strong you know really anything could kill like if you dropped a piano on a demon you could kill it that way do they have pianos in your universe to do this with you know i haven't do they drop piano pianos in, on sure, demons I'll, I'll, you know what i'm gonna write it in somewhere a piano's getting dropped on a demon probably not in this book unless i could find a spot to add it where i've already written something but Oh, I'm gonna make that happen. The piano's getting dropped on a demon. So, wait, when you say you're doing a sequel, by the way, is it gonna be like a spin-off, or is it gonna be a here's just the a continuation chronological next? Yeah, okay, so is it gonna be a trilogy then? Because that's that's the thing. I no, I don't want to. I don't want to do a trilogy. I think there would maybe so gonna, be he's gonna two books, four books. I think probably <laughs> four. I think okay. four would would fit. Oh man, I was really hoping you'd be edgy and just do two books. Oh, that would be edgy. That would be edgy. You would get so much street cred from that. Like the all the hipster cred. The second book could just books. be three books long. Yeah, it's just, just going to be three times as long as the first book. Of the eight chapters online now, how much of the first, I guess, arc or book is that? Um, I, I don't know because I keep condensing or squashing chapters into each other. So in my Word document where I have the book, it's like, chapters one through eight and then all of a sudden it's like chapter 20 because i've taken so many chapters and squashed them into each other how many chapters do you have total in your word document in my word document like 60 or something okay so there's quite a bit left to to come so yeah, we're we're probably maybe like a maybe, third of the way through maybe even, a quarter I, even, I think maybe less than a quarter i'm trying to i don't know exactly how many words i put out but i think it's less than a quarter I mean, because these are, I mean, these are actually like the perfect length. Like if you're just, you know, sitting yeah, when, down when taking a them, shit, 
or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, a pat length shit or something like that. You know, you can, you can read one or two of these while you're on the toilet or you can read one or two of these just quickly. For, for the confused yeah. listener, a pat length shit means you're in the toilet for like an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, like you could read, you know, at least a few of these in that point in that time. But, but like these are just like, they're really nice, like short little, little chapters. They're a little bit shorter than I, than I remember because I was reading these, uh, on, on my tablet and I actually read chapter eight on my computer and it was like, wow, this is so, it feels so much shorter on the computer. Computer, but they're actually like pretty decent, you know, just little little chapters. They're yeah. very concise, but they're full of a lot of cool things. So the the length of the book right now is between I think this it's longer than the second Harry Potter since everybody's read those, and shorter than What's the Harry third Potter? Harry Potter. It's just a frame of reference for people who you know grew up like in the last twenty years, and whose parents weren't evangelicals. Yes, that or parents whose parents were evangelicals, and the kids were sneaky. Yeah, either good, way, good, either good way. on you, kids. Um, remember, remember, all downhill endorses when your parents tell you not to do something, you should you go out it. and do it. If your parents um, tell you the show's the work of the devil, just buy all the merchandise. What like inspired you? Because you said you wrote the original when you were fourteen. What decided? Yeah. What made you decide that you were going to go back and start writing again? Um, so I had a, a summer off between graduating from school and going to graduate school and it was, I only had two months, so it wasn't like I could really get a job. So it was the first summer in a long time that I hadn't had a job. So I needed something to do. Mostly it was a way to excuse my excessive alcohol use. Well, yeah, because you know, all the greatest writers were just absolutely sloshed yeah. all the time. Yeah. So that's sort of how I excuse. What's your, what's your drink of choice? And do you find some drinks like work better than others for getting the right? Yeah, actually. Actually, nine times out of ten, I drink beer, but if I get stuck, I get Yohara Bay white whiskey, which is like a 50% clear whiskey, and that's what I use basically to break myself out of That's out actually, of that's block. really specific. Yeah. No, it's what occasionally, I've only had to do it a couple times, but I'll just get somewhere and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing at this point. You know, like I know what I need to happen, but I just can't get it into words for whatever reason, so I'll just get whiskey and have a night where I kill myself with alcohol and get some writing done. And they tend to be the most productive, honestly. <laughs> That's, I feel like the horrible thing about this is it's like that it's fascinating, but at the same time, I've, this is entirely you giving our listeners what the average person would probably call unequivocally bad advice. Well, I'm not saying you should. You having trouble? You having trouble getting your writing done? Try drinking a fifth of whiskey. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't drink the whole thing. I didn't oh, like, look, kids! Like if if you're having sitting. trouble writing that paper, oh, okay. okay. So, so drink a fifth of a fifth of whiskey. Sure. Yeah, something like that, just to get the wheels turning. You know, lube the writing fingers. <laughs> lube the writing. Fingers. Yeah, that's that's the thing people say. Is that? A, I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty, I hear that all the time. I think it's the first time anyone's ever said that. So you you just type the whole thing though, right? You're not like one of those people who's like, I'm not, I, I'm I, not doing. I, I write it on paper, or I, I got my typewriter here. People who like, write on paper are just looking for an excuse to write slower because they don't have any good ideas, so they're trying to like deter their own progress. Perfect. Also, I'm already drunk and I need to be able to read it later, so it's a little yeah. easier. At least like I don't have a handwriting problem. I still have sentences that are completely incoherent but i can read all the letters hey guys this is patrick co-host of all downhill reminding you that if you're an itunes subscriber we'd really appreciate it if you would take a moment to rate the show on itunes it helps us know you're listening and gives us some idea of how we're doing in addition to helping give us a little more exposure you can also hit us up on twitter at all downhill show or find us on facebook facebook.com slash all downhill show and tell us what you think there we'd love to hear from you thanks again for listening and now back to the show 
So uh, you've got like three main characters in your book, the young guys who are in this. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you got Michael, Bart, and then uh, James. So yeah. what, like, did did uh, you base any of those on on like any like people that you know or friends? Not at all, actually. I avoided that. Maybe I think there were some aspects of their personalities that I may have pulled from certain people, but mostly they're they're genuinely made up. The only thing is, Bart, his physical appearance, I sort of aimed after Don, just because I thought Don looked hilarious. I was going to say, the funny thing was, I when I was reading this, when I started reading this, uh, it was actually when Don was here, yeah. and that's who I had in my yeah, head. Yeah, no, that is that is who I have in my head. The reason just being Bart, whenever the character, he's meant to be like a big dude. I mean, I didn't have anything specific, but then when I met Don, I was like, that's perfect. That's what he should look like. Yeah, well, just like for a the big over. For the confused listener, Don is one of our listeners. He's a friend too, but he's one of our listeners. So somewhere out there, there's one listener going, "Hey, that's me," and everybody else is going, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> yeah, so no, that was kind of funny because I, you know, a lot of a lot of people and a lot of authors, they'll like they'll go and they'll say, "Oh man, this character was really inspired by my really good friend, or by my dad, or yeah, by no, like I... or by this person or that person." I specifically avoided that. And it's... I noticed, like, I know you well enough that like none of these people sounded. Bart was the only one that sounded vaguely familiar, but that's because I think it was you described Don very well. Yeah. We'll, put, we'll put a picture. We'll put a picture of Don with the show notes we'll for this episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, this this episode will have a picture of Don in the show notes. So, so was there any was there any person in here that was even that was inspired by anybody? Much less like not 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 mm. the three characters, but anybody. So there's there's another character, uh, Shernine, who I think briefly has been in it so far. And he is definitely closer than anyone else, a combination of a few random people that I've met in my life that I'm completely not in contact with anymore. So just certain aspects of his personality. But then there's also a lot of it. I think if if there was a character who's most like me, it would probably be Shernan. So is that like is that like something that you like that you like always would try to avoid if you're ever like writing anything other than this, like is basing characters on friends and relatives and whatnot? Yeah, because I think then it I sort of get too much of an idea stuck in my head of how they should act, and it kind of limits what I can actually do with character. So you're saying that people who I don't think I don't so you're saying that people who actually who well. actually do that are just lazy assholes who don't know how to develop characters. Sure, I'll say that. Cool. Uh, I'll go on record. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put those words in your mouth because you know. So wait, is the book itself inspired by? Any? Do you have any inspirations for the plot then? P either real people or. Hmm. Other books, movies, whatever, that have inspired you? That's a good question. I do kind of the whole, uh, these kids learn to go fight demons and it's cool thing. I guess it's somewhat inspired by Bleach because that's always what I had on in the background when I was writing stuff. And I was like, this is cool. They go and fight demons and stuff. Let's do that. Except we'll put it in a fantasy world because it's interesting. Yeah. So maybe a little bit from that, but most, most else, not really. Uh, a lot of it kind of developed around the character Alchem, who I promptly wrote out of the book. <laughs> but the, the whole world is designed sort of for someone like Alchem to kind of like fit in it and make sense that you're like, yeah, she would find a person like that here. Uh, and then, you know, I excluded him. <laughs> he, he birthed this entire project and then I kicked him out of the door. And he's the eponymous hero who doesn't even show up. Yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely he's definitely in the book, but in the 111,000 words that I've written, he has maybe half a page of actual his own dialogue yeah because he doesn't have um well he's he, very quiet anyway yeah he says he, he he really didn't say anything like he showed up i think in like chapter three or four or something like mm -hmm. that in in here so far and he i don't even remember him saying anything i think he just kind of like gestured at people yeah he's, like that's he's all he quiet. did he's very quiet uh, and there's reasons for that which will become apparent 
later, but not not necessarily. Ooh, spoilers! Towards toward it'd be very towards the end. Well, he's not even really in it towards the end. So well, yeah, you, you yeah, he's not even in it. Yeah, anyway. so it's fine. You have to wait like, till book two. Like that's also a spoiler, though, isn't it? I mean, he's not in the end. For those of no, you who want to, he's the, not in the end. The books, no, he's in, he is in the end. Um, the whole point of the book is these they're going to get Alchem. So he's been contracted by the government to go work on this project. And uh, since he's so old and, you know, senile and frail, they're like, you know what? He's probably going to die, so we should go get him. So that's sort of the premise of why they leave town when they do eventually leave. And is he going to be in the sequel? Or is that too yeah, much? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be much more of a character in, in later edition because they'll have found him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wow, really, just giving away the story. It's the Alchemist. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. It's like, yes, the whole plot is revolving around this thing, but when it really comes down to it, this thing doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, it's just sort of a mechanism to get things going. Okay, okay. So Alchem's a mechanism, at least in the first book. Yeah, in the first book, absolutely. Okay, so so is that why didn't you call it the hunt for Alchem the Alchemist? Uh, it's too long, man. Okay, just you know. Keep I mean, <laughs> you know. I think I think every book will be named after a character who's very sparsely in the book. <laughs> that's the that's the series. Plot. Yeah, I'll, at the end of whenever I read the second one, but you're not gonna pull like the Aragon card where you name each book off a random word that no one can pronounce. No, because that no. would be fun. I, I'm trying to avoid doing anything similar to Aragon at all. Period. That's my biggest fear is that I'm gonna finish the book and it's gonna be Aragon and I'm gonna be like, no. I mean, the first book was just, you know okay. I I enjoyed I read the first two and I enjoyed reading them both until the end of the second one when it was Star Wars. I just thought honestly like yeah no <laughs> it was that fantasy Star Wars coming up a lot. Oh my gosh, well, dude! Everything that's why is Star I think Wars. About it, it's because my biggest fear is that I will accidentally write Star Wars. Well, and see, that's the thing you haven't. You've already you've already broken broke the trend. His, I broke so the trend. You and could... it doesn't. I I I didn't make him live with like an aunt or uncle either, just because I think that's overused too. It's always an aunt or uncle, you know. Why can't they just have parents? Well, it's just, it's the You know how many it's... people just have parents? Like, tons of people. Like, almost everybody. You don't need some kind of childhood trauma to kickstart your life. No, no lightning bolt scars on your character's foreheads? No, man. No, no parents that. getting shot in a back alley in front of you, and then, you know, you having bad dreams about no, Max. It's, it's, no, to me, no it aunt and uncle like a, getting burned alive by stormtroopers? Like, a cheap tactic to get people to do stuff. Like, no mother and father uh, being blown up on a planet that you've parents. never been to, yeah, exactly. and then being jettisoned to another alien world? Yeah. None of that. That's nonsense. I want a normal, everyday person who nothing bad happens to and goes on an adventure anyway. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. So that that out of the side. So while we have you here, uh, because, you know, we like to take our guests out of their comfort zones and make them talk about something horrible. There was this uh, article in Al Jazeera, and I, I fa- you know, I'm like, I was just scrolling through my, my daily thing that I do, and I saw... A title, it said, Jewish leader demands expulsion of Christian vampires. And I think you saw this too, right? What was your okay, reaction I to saw, it? I saw, I have, uh, well, we have a mutual friend on the Facebooks who is uh, what you may conservatively refer to as a conspiracy theorist. And so he posts a lot of things about the things that the Jews are doing to destroy the world. Like, you know, poisoning vaccines to make us all sick, to prepare us for the Zionist New World Order, and so on you know, doing 9-11, that kind of thing. I don't think there's any listeners who don't at least, if they don't have a acquaintance or friend like that, they at least know someone who does. But so he posted it, and I did with it what I do with most of his posts. I had a lovely little laugh, and I moved on to something that seemed moderately less insane. 
of a claim. Yeah, and but then I didn't realize that this was posted on Al Jazeera. My immediate thought was, you know, oh, this is on Infowars. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't look at the source. I just assumed the source was Infowars, Stormfront, insert something <laughs> else here that is trying to bait me into a bizarre race war that I don't understand. Yeah, but no, this is on Al Jazeera and this is apparently Sir's business. So like there's this guy, his name is Benzi Gopstein. Um That's like which sounds again, there's part of the problem. It's like, how am I supposed to believe this? when the main instigator involved in this is a cartoon character Jewish name. Well, like, I don't make up the names of Jews. The whole thing that precipitated this is because every year so many thousands of Christians go to the Holy Land for Christmas for pilgrimage. Which I didn't realize, by the way, until this year when I had a couple friends who did it. I didn't know that was a thing, and I don't understand it at all. I get, like, it's like, oh, the Holy Land, that's where, you know, Jesus was born. But it's also like... I swear he was born in Mexico. (laughs) I thought... I'm pretty positive you guys have this backwards. Well, see, my thought is, no, I'm, if, if you're like, oh, for Christmas, let's go somewhere. Yeah, let's go to, does it snow in the Holy Land? I don't think so. Right, so why would you go there? Because clearly there's I mean, no, it gets cold no at night sometimes, but it doesn't snow because it's yeah. a desert. Especially in a year like this where half of the, you know, United States has become Great Lake number six or whatever uh, because of all the rain and not snow. Wouldn't you want to go to, like, Colorado where there's snow? Or at least enough weed you could pretend there's snow? Uh, yeah, no, I but, uh, go yeah. To the Holy Land. Personally, I'm not begrudging those of you who do, but that's seems like the worst christmas ever yeah no i i don't want to be eating matzo balls for christmas so um i'd rather eat i mean matzo balls are tasty but i've never eaten matzo balls for christmas what i want for christmas is to be sitting next to a christmas tree in my house and falling asleep with a mild eggnog buzz i don't want to be in the holy land because then i'm probably supposed to be like pilgrimaging and praying and going oh you know yay holy sites and that sounds way less fun than new pants under the tree in this wrapped up box for me all pretty and an eggnog buzz but moving past that let's talk about vampires yeah so so essentially <laughs> He uh, the, uh, he's a leader of a right-wing Jewish group called for the ban on Christmas in Israel and the expulsion of Christians, describing the followers of the religion as blood-sucking vampires. How do you ban an entire day? Do they just jump to the 26th and then add like no, it's another just day? December the 25th is now just December the 25th. It's not Christmas. It's on that day you go around the people and you go, Merry December the 25th, miss. The same to you. What a normal day today is. And then you kind of just walk off. That's how I imagine it. That's probably not the intent, but in my head, that's how I imagine it. Yeah, so basically the other thing that he was see that he said here too was, uh, you know, they should, he's actually advocating for burning down of Christian churches in the Holy Land. Uh, okay. Just because they're essentially, the, the, the Christians are are parasites and he doesn't want he's also talking about uh making sure that christians and muslims uh can't marry he wants them to not be able to marry jews at all making that a law in, in the holy land or anywhere just anywhere well okay. in, in, in israel because I, I feel like i feel like if it's in israel it's kind of silly his his calls are stupid it's like we need to get all the christians out of israel also they can't marry jews here it's like well you don't need to say they can't marry jews here if you kick them all out then the latter just kind of follows Right. And apparently, uh, according to this as well, uh, there were uh, two sources told Al Jazeera that the followers of Gopstein were arrested for the July firebombing of Palestinian homes in the West Bank as well. So they are actually going out and firebombing things. These guys firebomb Palestinian homes and want to kick all Christians out. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm, st- I'm sorry, I don't care about any of that. I'm still caught up on the vampires thing. Yeah, that's kind of an odd comparison. like the whole, you know, oh, they, they drink the body and, or they eat the body and drink Jesus' blood. That's not really old. Oh, yeah, yeah, here's the one I was looking for. Uh, missionary work must not be given a foothold. Let us throw the vampires out of our land before they drink the blood of our women and children yet again. Oh, okay, so we're not, okay, so we're talking it's about Jesus' blood. We're talking, we're drinking Jewish blood. Okay, isn't that funny? That's Because, you know, when they circumcise Jewish babies, have to suck the blood out of the circumcision. 
circumcision wound with their mouths. So I just want to put. Is that actually a thing? Because I, I, is that is that the yeah? No, that's the not, actually that, do. That's, that's an actual. That's that's they have to suck the blood out with their mouth. Shouldn't a doctor be doing that anyway? Oh wait, they're Jewish. They're all doctors. <laughs> Never mind. So I think there was. I think it was in New York a few years ago. A thing where like some rabbi had herpes. And like gave it to a bunch of kids because oh of circumcision. I do, I do remember. I read you know, I actually yeah, heard that, and I was yeah. thinking, what did he like? What yeah, did that's he why do? they actually have to. It, it, and I, I don't think like on one hand it sounds really creepily pedophilic. I was gonna say, but it's clearly not because that's not the point. You're not like you know giving him a, a a blowy. You're sucking the blood out of a circumcised wound. But on the other hand, now that I think about that for a minute, if if this guy's gonna say Christians are sucking the blood of Jewish women and children. With, as far as I know, no backing for that assertion, I can say for a fact, rabbis are actively sucking the blood of male Jewish infants out of their junk. That sounds a lot worse. It sounds like if he wants, if he's worried about getting, I don't know any Christians who regularly suck people's blood. Ha! Me either, because that would be disgusting. <laughs> Look, Catholics do it all the time. We suck Jesus' blood all the time. Yeah, he I was Jewish. <laughs> That's, but he wasn't true. a woman or a true. child. He wasn't a woman or a child. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know many Christians. I don't think I personally know any Christians who suck Jewish women and children. I, I don't know any Christians. If you're a if you're a Christian, you suck the blood of Jewish women and children. Please let us know. Yeah, give us a call. I'd love to have like if that person we'll gets on the show. But where does he? Where do you get that idea? I mean, I think it's. I mean, it must Did have he mean something it like more in like a metaphorical sense. I think he means it in a metaphor. I mean, I don't think he actually thinks people are physically. Guys, I want you guys to stop because what you're doing is you're giving him the benefit of a doubt and ruining a perfectly good story. If it's a metaphor. <laughs> then he's an a-hole. If he's serious, if he means legitimately blood-sucking, then this story's awesome. See, that's what I want it to be. I mean, Because then he's crazy, and crazies are more fun than just a-holes. So, like, how many many Jewish women and children, like, during, like, Christmas time are, like, found, like, drained of all blood in the back alleys in Jerusalem? Like, is is there a statistic? It's not a lot. It's pretty, pretty reasonable number. <laughs> is that kosher? Is, is the blood of Jewish women and children kosher? Is that the problem here? You can't do that. No, 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 no. You just can't. You, just you can't because cheese. No, no, no. It wasn't prepared by um. Uh, what do they call them? Um. I have no idea. I, there's some the sort of special of my like, understanding of kosher diets is if you buy something in the store and it's kosher, it has a little U symbol on it. I think it has to be prepared by a certain person who is approved by like a rabbi or something okay. to prepare food. Okay. So it's only kosher if the women and children were served up by someone appointed by a rabbi to do so <laughs> for the Christians. Okay. Otherwise, it's okay. not kosher. Okay. That's my understanding of how the kosher thing works. All right. All right and again, right. if someone out there is a kosher Jew. I just, I'm sorry. It's like the story. I want to take it seriously. I want to have like something to say about it. But the story. The even... headline itself just lends itself to being silly, I yeah. think. And that's why I stopped. Like this is the reason why it struck me is because you have like, uh, it's a funny juxtaposition because you have Donald Trump saying we have to, you know, ban all, all Muslims from coming into the country. And he really didn't, he didn't call Muslims for far as i know vampires he may have called them something else who yeah knows? he also didn't say despite how he's been misquoted that we need to kick them out he said we need to not let any more in 
For this, an, or at least for a certain period yeah, of time. for a period of time. And this guy's literally saying, we need to kick them out, they're vampires. And burn their churches. And burn their churches. It's like, it sounds like um, the leader of an, of an angry mob in like a 50s hammer horror movie. Like, <laughs> do, do he and his followers carry torches and pitchforks? I don't, I mean, it doesn't well, say anything. I can only hope. I will pretend that they do. Well, Does I anyone mean, in Altrim carry torches and pitchforks? Not yet. Um, okay, because it's the Renaissance, so that's like a thing, right? Yeah, it could be, but... Um, Do they burn witches? No. There's not a lot... Well, actually, you know, it's funny. There is sort of a, a shunning on magic. Uh, people in the country that they live in aren't super keen on the idea. Uh, it used to be more of a thing way back when, and... And then in recent years, everybody's like, we're done with this nonsense now. Uh, sort of because the whole demons thing kind of scares people. And they, they tend to go hand in hand, mostly because traditionally you would use magic to fight demons because it works well. Wow, tropes, man. Yeah, real life. <laughs> real life I kind of I I like that, though. Your book uh, seems more reasonable than real life right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, no, I would I would much rather live in that world. There's nowhere else this can go. There's nowhere else this can go. Okay, so you can find Alch and the Alchemist at uh do we have a web address for this? Uh, I do have a web address. Do you have like a Facebook fan page or something where people nope. Twitter account? Nope. He does have a Twitter. Yeah, you, but you can I, find, I have a Twitter, but I haven't used it in months. You can find author Christopher Simmons on Twitter. It's uh, His handle is at Quizon, Q-U-E-Z-O-N. Ignore Quizon City in the Philippines, which his account is often mistaken for because somehow he got Quizon as an account. Like three times a day. <laughs> but, but also remember that when you go to it, um, it's super helpful. There's no link to his book anywhere on that Twitter account. And he, he never, doesn't post. He never posts on it. Yeah. So you can find his book at. <laughs> uh, it is at alchemthealchemist.blogspot.com. That's A L C H E M T. Yeah. Okay. A L C H E M T H E A L C H E M I S T dot B L O G S P O T dot C O M. It's gonna. There's gonna be a link I, below I, I know here. There's gonna be a link, but some people might download this off iTunes and not from our website. So if you don't go look at the show notes now, you know how to spell Alchem, just in case. You know. Like, look, have you guys read books these days? Every author. I never read. Every author I don't read. makes up words that have absurd spellings, and so. So it would be nice to just give the people the chance to not have to guess. What's a book, guys? It's Well, it's like Alchemy the Alchemist, except instead of being on the internet where it's convenient, you can read it on your phone while you're taking a poop, it's on paper that gets wet and destroyed in the rain. So you put it outside and it gets destroyed in the rain and it you, kills gremlins? Yeah, I, it, it's I a gremlin. I've never understood why you stole it. So wait, wait, wait. Books are, books are gremlins. Can you feed books after midnight? <laughs> it's like there's most people have a wood pile. Pat just puts all his books out there and it's like, this is where these go. And then he comes out <laughs> after a storm. And it's like, oh, my books are ruined. That's been great having you, Chris. This has been all downhill. You've been listening to All Downhill. For more episodes and information, including sources and show notes, visit alternative-internet.com forward slash all downhill. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash all downhill show, and on Twitter at all downhill show. For advertising information and other inquiries, email Patrick Simmons, patrick at alternative-internet.com. The music used in this episode was Infinite Light by Pipewire, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license. For more information, visit pipewire.com. Thank you for listening.